Hi, I'm Mara Webster with Increative Company, and I'm so delighted today to be joined by the wonderful Gabrielle Ryan to talk all about Power Book Force, the latest installment in the Power series. Um, you know, and you went through quite an extensive elongated casting process with this, starting with self tapes, then going to in person with a, a little gap of silence in the middle that sounded very stressful as well. Um, you know, but but I was interested because every step of the casting process and every time you get a callback or you get any sort of of note or new detail, that's already kind of an opportunity to start figuring out who the character is um, and start starting to like piece together new information um, and so when you have a casting process like that where you're continuing to kind of come back into the room so to speak whether it's virtually or in person how are you starting to like look for that information and read those details particularly within the process of power yeah I mean first of all thank you for having me um, yeah as you said it was definitely an extensive process um it was in the height of the pandemic as well so it was all virtual even down to the you know the chemistry we read with Joseph um but essentially yeah the you know when I read the character initially um I instantly loved her and I wasn't sure if they would think I was right for the role so I thought initially I just thought I'll do the best job for this audition and hopefully they'll bring me back for another character um because initially she had a military storyline and that actually subsequently got taken out. Um, but that was the issue that I thought, oh, maybe they won't believe me as that. But I, I worked so hard and I worked out like crazy, so especially on my arms, knowing that they would only see my top half because it was on Zoom. Um, and I researched, you know, I, I went into extensive research and I'm very, I was very familiar with the Power um, franchise from before. I was a huge fan. So I already felt like I knew the world. Um, but when it came to Gloria, I kind of, there are elements of her that I, I just understood the character immediately that I was so excited to delve in and sort of, you know, she's suffered a lot of loss in her life and like trauma. And I think that's something that everybody can relate to in some capacity, whether it's, you know, a death or a lover or, you know, anything. Uh, there's there's always something that you can identify with that. And with, with any character that I work on, I always sort of look at the similarities and differences and then kind of go from there. I'll, I actually literally write them down. And then I go from there. Yeah, it's, it's, that, that's actually the fun bit. That's the fun bit is like working out the character. And, you know, I have a great um, coach, Toby Sanderman, who, who worked through it with me. And we, we had a lot of fun with, with the um, audition process. But, and there, was, there definitely was a lull. It was a seven-week silent period where I, we didn't hear anything. I think my agent literally wanted to drop me in that point because I was calling every five seconds like, hey, we heard that from Power. So what's happening with Power? <laughs> He was like, Gabrielle, when I hear, I'll let you know. <laughs> but it's so great, you know, like you said, to get cast on a show where you're already such a huge fan of, of the franchise and of the series. Um, and from, from that regard, how did that lead to certain choices that you made within your character? Because obviously you, you didn't kind of know fully how they were going to build certain details of the world, but mm -hmm. in looking at how they've built out each series individually, it gives you a real sense of the world building, the types of characters, the way that they tend to approach story. And so are there certain choices that you made with Gloria off the back of that knowledge that you came in with? I, I wouldn't say that sort of the power world came into sort of my choices with Gloria. I just knew instantly looking at the page and reading the material, how strong and determined and fearless she was. Because, you know, the majority of the scenes, it, well, for my audition scenes were with Tommy and Shane Harper, who plays Victor Flynn. Um, and, you know, they're both very powerful, sometimes dangerous men. And she's completely unfazed by that. 
So there takes a cert- certain type of woman to be mixed up in that and, you know, to still, you know, live her, her day-to-day life as, as she does. And, you know, you see pretty early on in episode one, she can absolutely handle herself when the situation with Simon breaks out and she's, she's you know, she handles herself. Tommy comes to the rescue as well, but <laughs> she definitely is a feisty one. So, so yeah, that, that was more where my focus was as opposed to sort of taking anything from the original power and bringing it in. Um, but, but sort of knowing the world that there are a lot of strong females in the world, you know, already and, and with the other spin-off. So I knew that she was going to be a strong, a strong woman. Yeah. And you were talking before about some of some of the notations that you make and the lists that you make in terms of character development. And I've also heard you speak about music being a really integral part to character development as well. And particularly for a show like this, where, you know, the music is such a part of the the, the fabric of what this show is and how they tell the stories. Um, you know, was it kind of the same process in how you worked with music or was there even more of kind of an evolution in how you were able to use music to find character? Yeah, no, with this for sure, because, you know, Gloria is, it described, we call her Jamaican, which is Jamaican-American. So she's got Jamaican roots brought up in the US. Um, And so for me, you know, I have West Indian roots myself, Jamaican and St. Lucian. And so I definitely used music because there's just something about music and smell and, you know, all these different senses that take you into a certain place. And so for me, I definitely had a playlist. I would actually put on Pandora and just put in, I always say it's a, a, a track by Coffee called Toast. And um, when I put that in, just a whole, you know, variation of other tracks come on afterwards. And it just gets me in that like mindset of, you know, she gets back to her roots and then and she's a, she's a cook as well. So, you know, she's a great chef. And I always feel like any great chef that I know, they always have music blaring. So it's like, you know, it gets you into that mode of, you know, being in the kitchen, kicking up a storm and bringing it out to feed to all the fellas. Yeah. You know, with, with the cooking that she does and the fact that she's a chef, she's got this bar that she's running and it's not, it's not quite her full vision of what she would create from the ground up for herself, but it really feels like she's made the aspects of it hers that she can, like, you know, I can create the menu and I can, I can dictate this. And, you know, it's like, it's not necessarily a bar that you would expect to walk in and find a really fantastic, you know, menu in. It's more kind of just come in for a drink and some chips style bar. <laughs> I love it. I mean, there's no chips in Gloria's bar. There's definitely rice and peas. <laughs> but I like what that says about her and the fact that she, it feels like someone who's kind of like always, always setting their parameters and always looking for opportunities for themselves to do something for herself as well. Um, you know, was that kind of a similar track in what you saw in the scripts when you started to see those details about her and how you started threading her together? Oh yeah, 1000%. I mean, the thing is, you know, she she obviously has the aspirations to have her own restaurant. That's literally what she tells Tommy in episode two, that she wanted to open a fancy Jamaican spot, ended up in this situation. Obviously didn't expect to then fall in love with the son of the person she's in debt to, which now creates this even messier situation because she's in debt to the dad that doesn't want her to be with his son. And then that's a whole, you know, world of its own. Um, But she's such a hustler and fighter that, she's Gloria will make the best of any situation she's she's in whatever situation she's put in and I'm quite like that as a person I can adapt to any environment um you know I came to America knowing nobody and you know I've come I've come this far so I, I did I did okay I think but um yeah she definitely doesn't her aspirations were not to be in you know Dr. Parker's under the the thumb of Walter Flynn 
she definitely wants to open her you know fancy dream restaurant for sure and talking a little bit about that first scene when Tommy first walks into the bar you know I I like that immediately you know the two of them are both people who don't feel a need to rush to fill the silence and to kind of give other people information about themselves. And they've got that real similar dynamic in, you know, being very astute, very observational about people around them, kind of reading the details rather than giving too much of themselves. And so when you were playing that scene with, with Joseph Sakura, how did the two of you want to play those aspects and the fact that they're, they're essentially kind of both playing the same game with one another? Yeah, I mean, that scene was so enjoyable. And that's probably the scene that we've had the most feedback about because there are a lot of silent moments and it is a lot in the eyes and looking at each other. And it definitely is that not filling the space, you know, too quickly because we are sussing each other out and it is definitely, but, but you see, obviously there's an instant attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, not, and it's not necessarily that we're playing that. It's not like we plan to play it like that, but it's just that these characters are attracted to each other. And I think that, you know, definitely on the Gloria side, I think she's just so intrigued by this person that's just come into the bar. He's a, a new guy in town. You know, I can spot a Brit a mile off when I'm in New York or LA. I, there's, there's just something about it. And so I think she sort of sees, oh, he's definitely not from here. This guy's from out of town. What's he about? Um, so yeah, that, that scene was so enjoyable to do. That was probably, that was the second day. The first day was our intimate scene. That was very interesting to have that as the first day. I feel like so often that ends up being the first scene that people have to do together. On set. I mean, I, I listen, I've never done one of those scenes before. So for me, it was a whole new experience. But um, yeah, day one down, we did that. And that was day two. <laughs> and there's there's another scene that you get early on that also really tells us a huge amount about Gloria when she walks outside and kind of sees what's going on outside of the bar with Tommy as well and just the, the poise and kind of silence and stillness in that moment tells us everything it's like this isn't the first time she's seen something like this she's very right. comfortable in this sort of space she can hold her own she's not even looking to him for any sort of protection or barrier yeah. you know she doesn't flinch um was that kind of easy to to kind of figure out uh, that poison stillness that you brought into that moment as well in a different way yeah I mean that's kind of what I was saying earlier in terms of she's not phased by these men like she's very used to this kind of activity like I kind of always say this and Gloria's about that life she's not in the life but she knows it you know these these guys she grew up you know around these kind of guys this isn't anything new so you know going outside seeing Simon with his arm broken on the floor it she's not like you said she's not even going to flinch it's just completely what what she's used to um you know it's not like she looks forward to that every day but she just knows that world is it doesn't phase her um and if you know I don't want to say she's attracted to it because that makes her sound a bit messed up <laughs> but but she definitely I mean she's clearly has a bit of a type because Tommy's a bad boy and so is Vic so you know there's something about that that she's you know is a little bit attracted to yeah you know and when they're inside the bar there's that great moment where she's kind of pouring a drink for Tommy she doesn't pause to ask him what he wants and even when he rebuts with like I'm not really a rum person she's you know she's like but you are you are tonight like this is what you're drinking Um, and I thought that was great too because it's like she's the one who's setting the parameters and the rules very early on um you know and so was that something as well that you really wanted to once you saw those lines in the script that give that kind of where did you work to find a lot of the non-verbal ways in which she's kind of quietly asserting that because she's not coming in and being like I'm in charge mm. but she's also like I'm not going to stand down and I'm I'm an active participant yeah like I think I think when it comes to you know moments like that because I, I don't know if you saw as well I take a drink from his from the drink before yeah. 
he drinks it. And that's like quite a bold thing for somebody to do. Um, she's, I mean, she's very playful with it. Like she's, she, she's such a, she's such a strong, you know, person, but she does have her sort of, you know, cheeky side, as I like to say. Um, so yeah, in, the, in, in that moment, yeah, it definitely wasn't a choice to sort of like assert my strength in the moment that, you know, that's my bar and this is how I do do things here. It, it was, it's just more like, it, it's showing him, you know, a little bit like, yeah, you know, this is what you're going to do tonight. And this is how we do things over here. And given that, you know, the first couple of episodes, especially you're, you're primarily getting to play these really kind of juicy scenes with Joseph, with Shane in the show, you know, did that really help in terms of building the interpersonal dynamics in terms of character, but also just figuring out the intimacy of that creative collaboration with both of them as co-stars, given how intrinsic these relationships are already becoming on screen for your characters? Oh, definitely. And I'm just so blessed and lucky that, you know, Joseph Sakura and Shane Harper, they've been doing this for a million years. You know, this was my first big role. So I, you know, I was around these two guys who were just fantastic actors, so lovely to be around. You know, I, we had such fun in the scenes. We all got on really well from day one. And, you know, I think that our chemistry in, in both situations shows, I, I hope it shows, um, but even watching the first couple of episodes back and, you know, remembering when we filmed it, it it was such a lovely dynamic. And, you know, obviously I get the two different scenarios because Vic and I are in this on off situation. So that's kind of fun to play that, you know, the the, the back and forth with those two. And then the, 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 the newness of the Tommy and Gloria situation, that was a whole nother dynamic that was fun to play. So, it, yeah, it was it was so much fun being with those guys in the scenes. Yeah. And because you were just saying how this is the biggest role that you, you've gotten up to this point, did that change anything in terms of the way that you worked, in terms of character, in terms of things on set for you? Or was it really just taking the foundation of how you've always worked on roles and characters and projects and, and just everything being expanded a little bit more because of the amount of time that you're getting to spend with this character? Yeah, I mean, exactly that, all of the above. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't sort of change anything other than, I, I think I, what I was lucky about with this role was, like I said, when I read it, I was like, this is me. I, I read the script and I, I literally remember saying like, this is my role. I, I, I don't know who else is auditioning for it, but this is my role. And I, I even said it to my, to my agent at, at, at one point because I just, I just understood her immediately and I just got her and I got the character. And I, you know, I, I worked so hard embodying, you know, her and her mannerisms and, you know, her, her backstory and everything that you know comes with working on a character that I, I didn't I didn't change anything as such I just had the freedom this time to be on set you know for many more days than I ever have been before um and and to really really delve deeper um with with the character development before this I think I'd been on set for about 10 days in total so this was you know it was it was it was great to have this experience on this show yeah. And because you were just saying there about some of some of it also being about figuring out the character mannerisms as well. What what were kind of like the key mannerisms within Gloria that you found early on in, pre in preparation? Um, I mean, she just she has such a confidence. Gloria is such a confident person. And again, it's that kind of thing when you're around these kind of people, you have to have that air of confidence. And I remember um, when I was working with Sheila Gray, who's another amazing coach, she she said that because I've never worked in a bar before. And she, she said that one of her side jobs was, um, you know, working in a bar for years. And it, it, she said, it's like a stage. 
it be working in a bar is like a stage it's your platform and you know everyone that comes in it's like it's like your audience and you're literally performing for them and that's I, I took that on board and I kind of ran with it because I thought that's a really great way of looking at it because you have to have a, an air of confidence to sort of be behind this bar and have all these guys come in and like I said be around the kind of guys that they are and talking a little bit about some of her backstory as well, you know, we started to get little inklings and little details that she's dropping. Like when she tells Tommy about being married before and, and the loss of her husband, which you were saying before was such a crucial part in, in kind of finding her and building her as a character, you know, yeah. but did that also create a tipping point in terms of how you saw that dynamic with Tommy of like, okay, she's, cho- she's chosen to reveal things about herself. She's now reached the point where she feels comfortable. She's kind of sussed him out and she feels close enough to kind of start telling him things about herself a little bit more I mean I don't necessarily think it was a like a choice to reveal more because she doesn't volunteer the information he sees the dog tags and asks her so of course yeah she could have withheld or lied um but I think there definitely is something about Tommy that they that she she does have she does feel comfortable around him clearly because you know what what happens ends up happening but um so I don't I don't know if it was a conscious choice that she was like now I feel comfortable and I'm going to tell him x y and z I think it was just in that moment it just felt right to to tell him the truth um and it is and it is quite recent you know between that and you know we we find out in the next episode some more about the loss that she's experienced so were they yeah. able to give you a lot of information because it sounds like a lot of her backstory is going to kind of gradually be revealed piece by piece, episode by episode throughout the season. Um, but were, were the writers and the creative team able to give you a lot of that information or how much detail was important for you to be able to get from them beyond those first couple of scripts? Well, something that was made very clear was how close I was to my mother. And she ha- she's passed, you know, three years prior um and you know her dad wasn't really in her life so it really was her mother and her so that was the huge loss that she suffered because that was her world um and that's kind of also what is so integral in the Vic and Gloria relationship because he knew them all so you know you have it's it's like that thing you know you know when you're a child and, and your parents know all your all your friends that, 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 that's not the case as you get older um, and it's the same sort of thing where you have sort of a partner who knows both your parents or knows one of your parents or whichever one you're closest to or your family there's a, it's a different kind of dynamic than a partner that doesn't ever meet your family or doesn't really know that that side of you because it's a whole you know it's a whole other world that they're then um, exposed to that you you always have that bond mm-hmm. so that kind of is what Victor and Gloria do have and especially because that was the most important person in her life was her mom yeah and with that being such an integral relationship to her did you look at her as being someone where a lot of her personality traits come very directly from who she watched her mother be growing up as well oh I'm sure I'm sure especially with you know the Jamaican culture is so strong and like like you know she became a chef so it's definitely like in her DNA like that um and you know any single mother knows how hard it is to you know raise a child by themselves and like I said you know she's she's used to that kind of life so you can obviously imagine what kind of upbringing she had um so yeah for sure the that the mother situation is something that would have sculpted how she ended up for sure 
Yeah. And obviously working within television and, and developing a character within that space, there's always the idea that, that there's details that could be added later on. And sometimes they really line up with what you've built. And sometimes you might have concocted something and there's something that's a little bit contradictory to that piece of information that you decided for yourself early on with a character. And so how have you said about the Gloria really kind of creating that roadmap, thinking about her backstory, you know, thinking about the relationship with her mom, with her family in a lot of depth and also leaving that open so that you can continue to discover things about her or continue to kind of pivot as the script writers give you more wait as in as I, have I left it opened are you saying yeah and just kind of like how you said about making like really solid decisions for her as a character but also leaving a little bit of like openness and fluidity to it at the same time yeah I mean of course like we you know we don't write the character so of course there has to be you know you have to stay open to whatever information you're being given but there there, there comes a certain point where you know the character so well that if anything they're sort of writing with you and and it's, it's a collaboration because um, you know, we 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 become so into the characters that it's it's like a you know it becomes kind of you for that, for for the time that you're playing it. Um, you know, I'm sure every, everybody's different with the way they work with characters, but for me, for sure, I become completely immersed, and that's me for that time. Um, you know, I don't think I even broke accent when I was filming. It, it was like I think I think on one of the last days, one of I can't remember who it was came up to me and they were like, I had no idea you were British. I was like, well, good, I'm doing my job right then. <laughs> that's amazing and you know because this was a character that was was kind of very comfortable and very easy for you to connect to and, and figure out who she was early on um you know I was interested in what have been the challenging aspects of playing her or working on the show as you've kind of navigated through the first season of the show gosh I mean I don't I wouldn't necessarily say there were any challenges as such it was it was pure excitement to just delve right in like like I said I just I, I can't say enough I just understood her I just got the character so well that I just couldn't wait to execute each scene and to be in the scenes with Joseph and Shane and it was just so much fun and um you know if anything the challenge was not being on set enough I don't know I don't know that <laughs> it was just it was just an awesome awesome experience and you know, as, as I watch it back each week, it's surreal because I obviously you remember doing it and everything, but seeing it, you know, in its final version and being in the scenes with Tommy, uh, you know, a character that I've watched for the last six years, it's, it's, it's just amazing to, to see play out. That's amazing. And I love hearing how great of an experience it's been in, in coming into the Power franchise. And I'm glad that they oh, realized gosh, that it was yeah. your role as well. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Gabrielle. Really appreciate thank you talking you about it. Thank you for having me, Thank you.